You're about to hear my conversation with Adam Gilbert, the founder of My Body Tutor, on how he scaled a personal training business. Let's get into it. Hey, here's my real-time-ish update for you, and I'm recording this one on May 6th, 2024. First, I just want to say that once and for all, the name of this podcast, I'm sticking with the name Open Threads. <laughs> you may have noticed I had briefly renamed it there uh, in early 2024. I was using the name Full Stack Founder. Well, long story short, I'm sunsetting that brand name and that website. It was a short-lived project that just didn't quite stick. So this podcast is back to its original name, Open Threads, from here on out. Okay, so uh, my... So as for my update, uh, you know, my main focus now continues to be instrumental products. That is my product studio where I partner with clients mainly on UI and UX work. And uh, I specialize in designing modern interfaces for SaaS companies. And I deliver my designs in the form of coded HTML and Tailwind CSS templates and components. So that's the uh, the main um, service that I've been working with a couple of clients lately on, and uh, it's something that I continue to uh, to really double down on the rest of this year. Other than that, I'm spending the rest of my time building out some new software products of my own to uh, to add to my small portfolio. My main SaaS product, Clarity Flow, continues to run smoothly uh, with my small team, and we're always working on some imp improvements there. So that's my update for now. On to the show. <laughs> So I'm about to roll this conversation that I had with Adam Gilbert. We spoke on November 3rd, 2023. He's the founder of My Body Tutor, and we had a great conversation about how he's been able to scale a personal training business. Let's get into it. Hey, Adam Gilbert. Yeah, great to connect with you. Thanks for, thanks for coming on the show. Likewise, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So you are the founder of My Body Tutor. I think it's a fantastic business. I've I've tried it I, and I know several friends who are really happy with it. I just love the whole business model. I love the the, the, the growth and everything that I've seen on, on social media and everything. And I don't know a whole lot about you. I think I might have heard you on a podcast or two over, over the years, but yeah, I, you know, that's the whole purpose of this show is, is invite folks who are doing interesting things. And I, I think this is super interesting. So, so yeah. Where, where are you based, by the way? I'm in New York and Connecticut. Oh, dude, I'm in Connecticut. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in Orange, Connecticut right now. Okay, I'm in I'm in Fairfield. Oh, nice. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, we, Westport. Yeah, we used to live uh, in Norwalk for a couple of years, and then we moved up here. Fun times, especially really this time funny. of year. Very cool. All right, so so my body tutor, my my understanding of it, and from what I can see, is it's. I think it's a really great uh, kind of like productized service where it's where you have a team of coaches who are assigned to clients and they and they work directly with folks on their uh, health and fitness goals over time i mean how do you describe it what's what's your what's your like pitch if you will yeah i would say what we do for our clients is we devise a diet and exercise plan for you that's catered and customized to you that's based on the realities of your life and then most importantly we help you stick with it through daily support, daily coaching, and daily accountability. Okay. 
And, you know, the fact that we're in communication with their clients every single day, guiding them, supporting them, coaching them, and holding them accountable is the key. Love it. You know, my thesis from day one has always been, you know, we're on year 16 now. I started this in 2007. Uh, has always oh, been wow, that, that you know, for the most part, a lack of knowledge isn't the real issue. It's a lack of consistent action. And everything we do is designed to help our clients follow through, stay consistent. Yeah. I didn't realize you were at this for that long. So like what, what, what did the business look like through that period? I, has it always been called my body tutor? Like what, what different forms has it taken? Yeah. So it was always called my body tutor. You know, when I first started in 2007, it was just me. I was doing everything for, you know, a few years. Then I started hiring a, then I started hiring coaches because fairly quickly I realized that, you know, I was running out of time in the day. Um, but I was also, um, I'm definitely a recovering perfectionist in that, like, I wanted people to have a certain experience. And I actually held back our growth for a long time because of that. I wanted to make sure we had everything in place to ensure that people have the experience I want them to have. Yeah. I want to get into um, that. But in the early days, like 2007, you said, like, yep. it was the same model where a coach is like, like calling and text messaging with clients all remotely, like worldwide, nationwide. Yep. It, we were never in person. It was always virtual. And it was always, you know, we feel like the hard part is doing the work day in and day out. Right. And I truly feel the solution for that, or at least one of them is accountability on a daily basis. So it was always our clients were sharing what they ate and what they did for exercise. It was an exercise day each and every day. And then every single day I was at that time, I'm writing back to them, uh, you know, guiding them, supporting them, coaching them. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of folks don't don't really remember what what the internet was like in two thousand seven. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like the earliest days. We're we're not talking about the nineties here, but but it was like, I mean, I, I'm super impressed that you were doing this style of business back then. It you know these sort of things like seem commonplace now, but like, what was the landscape like when you started this virtual? online service kind of online coaching thing for, for health were there other services like it at the time thank you I, I appreciate you recognizing that so no there was no other services like like this um you know the landscape back then was the courses were really big so people were selling knowledge right it was like you know we'll, te we'll teach you how to do all sorts of things you buy the course and i think after a while as you've seen i think people realize that you know, a lot of people buy these courses, but they don't do anything with the courses. And I always felt, again, since day one, that it wasn't necessarily the knowledge that was the issue, it was the consistent action. It was implementing it. So back then it was a lot of course, and you know, there was not many people online doing what I was doing. And yeah, it was it was interesting to say the least. Yeah. What were you doing like before that? what's your background even before starting that? Yeah, so out of college I was actually working at Ernst Young. So I was in accounting, did that for two years from 2005 to 2007. But before that, you know, health and fitness has always been a massive passion of mine. Just, you know, I've been really into it since I'm like probably in fourth, fifth grade. What really spurred it though was uh, when I was in seventh grade, uh, my father had a heart attack. So seeing him, my parents were divorced. He actually called my sister. She was learning how to drive then. We actually drove from our house to his place drove him to the hospital. A few days later, he had triple bypass surgery and kind of seeing him, wow. you know, before that surgery, after the surgery with all these monitors and tubes and everything hooked up to him was really scary. I always hated hospitals. Wow. And then later on that year, actually, he was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. 
Mm. Um, so seeing him deteriorate mentally and physically throughout the years until he passed away was really hard. So for me early on, like I knew that health is everything. Without your health, nothing means anything. So that really spurred my passion. Yeah, um, I mean, I can, and you know, can't. I knew that when you have your health, you know, it's like the old if you if when you have your health, you have unlimited wishes. When you don't have your health, you know, you only have one one wish, right? And that's for better health. Yeah, you know, uh, man, uh, I'm sorry to hear that about your father, uh, but I can totally see how how motivating and and focusing that that could be um, as as you grow up and and grow into this business. I mean, I you know what what comes to mind for me personally is like because just recently. I feel like some things in my health journey have started to click in terms of um, more about like my motivation and discipline around, especially around food, but also exercise. But what I think is interesting and what I like as a, as a, as a customer in the market, like my early forties now, and I feel like the, the age thing really made it start, start to click for me, you know, cause in my twenties and thirties, my twenties, I don't know what I was doing, but in my thirties, like, <laughs> I started to get like fairly healthy, but not seeing a lot of uh, improvement, just a lot of plateauing around, like just a little bit overweight and like kind of, and then, and then late thirties, I'm feeling like aches and pains and waking up in pain. And now I'm just, I'm just much more in tune with like, if I, if I'm not feeling great now, what am I going to feel like in 10, 20, 30 years from now? And that, and that's just a, such a, a much more motivating factor for me at this, at this stage, you know, for sure. I turned 40 this year as well. And for me, it was like, you know, this is it. Like you don't get do-overs and yeah. you know, there's a lot of people, you know, who love to talk about how they want to kick butt when they're, you know, in their fifties and sixties and seventies and play with their grandchildren. But it's like, if you're not kicking butt now, if you don't feel awesome now, yeah, what makes you think you're going to feel awesome, you know, in 10, 20, 30 years from now? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. So what, so, so you start this thing. I mean, how did you, how did you even start it? What, how did you get like the first customers? What did it look like in the, in like the first year? Yeah. So, I mean, just a little, you know, backstory. I mean, just when I was at Ernst & Young, I was always the go-to guy for fitness. Right. And even before that, I was a personal trainer and, you know, it, it, again, it's just been my passion. But when I was at Ernst & Young, you know, people would always ask me for, you know, diet advice and plans, et cetera. And, and I would always give them a plan, right. It was always, you know, a plan they loved. They felt good about it, but it always led to the same outcome. And the outcome was, you know, they didn't follow through, they couldn't stick with it. And, you know, I'd see them a week or two later, depending on client obligations. Um, and it was always the same story. It was always, I got caught up with work, life, kids, happy hour, whatever it was, they were never able to follow through. And that's where the light bulb went on. It's like, wait, these people had a plan. They felt good about that plan. They were excited about it. They were hopeful about it, but they didn't follow through. Um, and these people are all over the place. They don't have time to see me in person mm -hmm. um so it's like what if there's a way for me to communicate with them every single day so i could see what they're doing every day and that's where the idea of daily accountability came into play yeah so you know i quit my job in january of 2007 my mom thought i was absolutely insane i was two years out of college i was working at ernst young which was you know it's a big four accounting firm it's you know because if you're in accounting it's one of the best jobs you can get but even within the first week i was like miserable i had a stomachache you know walking to work every day because i was living in new york city and like, I was like, this is not for me. I just don't want to do yeah. it. Um, so we quit the job and I was in my apartment, started this in February of 2007. And back in the early days, you know, it was me on the website and it was, you know, I had my actually, I don't you know, I'm sure you remember, you know, AIM uh, sure. is the messenger. <laughs> um, so I actually had my AIM screen name on the website and I was like, hey, if you have questions, let me know. Oh, wow. And I remember like for the first, you know, 
probably 10 or 15 customers, I was just IMing with them. And I was like, listen, like, I'm really passionate about this. All I ask is that you give us a chance. If you don't like it, I'll give you your money back. Um, and I just wanted to, you know, do everything I could to establish trust, right? Because the internet, you know, could be a scary yeah. place. I, I mean, um, all the and all the 20 and 30 year olds listening to this would be like, I am. What, what are we talking about? here? Oh, you, you mean DMs? Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> I exactly. totally remember I am. <laughs> exactly. I can hear the noise in my head like. <laughs> um, so, you know, I just did everything I could to establish trust and a connection. And thankfully, you know, these people gave me a chance and then, you know, it was just me for a while. And then slowly but surely they introduced, you know, so I actually started um, back then it was I started to I focused on college students mm -hmm. and I was helping them get ready for spring break just because I know that's a big motivator for a lot of people. Um, but very quickly I realized and, and they were like introducing me to their brothers and sisters who were older in corporate America or their parents. But that's how it started. It was, you know, we, we were focused on helping people stay consistent in order to get ready. For yeah, spring so break. many like interesting parallels that that sort of resonate. I mean, first of all, aside from the fact that you and I happen to live like within miles of each other here in, in the Northeast, I also left my job in New York City in I think like January of 2008. And I always I always look hmm. back on that like because, you know, the, the big crash, the economic crash happened later in 2008. And yeah. I always look back on that, like, man, if I did not leave then, when, when I was like just a couple of years out of college and I was, you know, young and didn't, I was single, I didn't have a mortgage, didn't have kids at the time and all that. Like, I was like, now's the time, right? And, but I look back on that, if I had held on to that job through 2008, like, I don't know if I would ever have, have gone out on my own at that point, you know, after, it's pretty incredible to look back on that. Yeah, man, I know. I, I, uh... I, I agree. I'm, I'm right with you. I mean, you know, for me, it was, you know, again, I was like, I was like physically sick. Like I would truly get stomach aches going to work. And it was crazy because it was like a brand new job. I just didn't like it. Um, I knew it wasn't what I was meant to be yeah. doing. And also like, like zeroing in on the value proposition of like, look, can, it's about consistency. It's about staying disciplined. And that's the thing that always frustrated me, but also like fascinated me about health in general. It's like, I always knew, and I, I became really interested in like learning everything about like, what, what do you need to do to have a healthy diet and, and exercise, you know, and, and being healthy. It's like, I, I know I can point to exactly what needs to happen, but then why am I still not executing on that? You know, like that always used to like frustrate me to no end. It's like I, in my business or in like a programming problem, I know what we need to fix and I'll just make the fix and push it out. But in my own body, yeah. it's like there, there's this like mental, emotional blocker that like uh, results in some inconsistency, you know, um, and and like targeting yeah. the value, like the value of this business at solving that problem, I think is is super smart, you know. Thank you. I mean, you know, I feel like any good business solves a problem. And I always try to think about, all right, well, what is the problem in health and fitness? And I think the biggest problem in health and fitness is a lack of consistency, yep. right? So. For me, the problem we solve is we help people stay consistent. And I truly believe we do it better than anyone else in the world, right? But that's the way we, I've always looked at it. It's like, what's the problem? The problem is consistency. And everything we do is designed to help our clients stay consistent. Yeah. So, okay. So like, take me through this operation. Like, um, uh, well, why don't we fast forward to today? Like, what does it look like today? And then maybe we can backtrack and like all the different iterations that you took. But the, 
like how many different coaches, what, what does it take to run a business like this? Yeah. So we have about 70 coaches now, you know, we have a full on executive team that kind of, you know, runs the business. And then we have our coaches who are incredibly dedicated and, you know, it's, while it's certainly bigger, um, it's, you know, it's, I, I feel like we're just getting started. I feel like it's more the same. It's, Hey, we're, we want to help you stay consistent. And, you know, I feel like what we do is, you know, obviously we're a lot better at what we do. It's more sophisticated, but the core component of what we do of daily accountability, helping people change their mindset, psychology and habits. We like to say MPH, um, and coming up with customized plans for them is, is exactly what we were doing 16 years mm. ago. And so I, you know, I, I was using it for a while and, and, and I really liked the consistency and the format. So from what I remember, maybe it's a little bit different now is there was sort of like an app component where I could like log my, the, the food that I'm eating and the exercise stuff. And then I also had sort of like texts and, and a call, go, like a weekly call going with, with my coach. Um, is that essentially the, the gist of, of what the client experience is today? Yep, exactly. Yep. So each day they're sharing what they did in our app. They're uploading a photo of what they ate. They're writing a brief description of what they ate, sharing what they did for exercise. If it was an exercise day, and then every day their coach is writing back to them. Um, and then again, it's, you know, it's a daily interaction that makes all the yeah. difference. And so, you know, the, the whole thing sort of hinges on these amazing coaches, right? So I, I'd imagine a, a big part of the business is like finding and training and uh, recruiting coaches. Yes, that is, that is hugely important. I mean, I know we're only as good as our coaches. So, you know, we thankfully are, uh, we're very fortunate that we're getting over a dozen applicants a week of people who want to work for us. Um, so we're very, very picking who we hire um, because I know, you know, the, the, this is a coaching, you know, we're a coaching program. We're not a technology company, right? We use technology to enable the coaching. So the coach, you know, has to be amazing what they do. And, you know, we, we know yeah. that. I know there are a lot of folks listening to this who, who run service businesses, whether they're agencies or productized services, some SaaS folks as well, but like, what does it look like internally for, for you guys? Like, how do you, how do you keep coaches sort of running the program efficiently and ensuring that you have like the right type of people in, in that role? Um, how do you, how do you keep it like a consistent experience for the clients depend no matter which coach that they're working with and all that? Yeah. So, I mean, I think it comes down to training. I mean, we, you know, put a lot of time and effort into our training and, you know, there's certainly core principles and methodologies that we teach our coaches that we want all clients to go through and experience, but we also don't want our coaches to lose their own special sauce, yep. right. And their own flavor. So, you know, Again, we have our core things that we teach our coaches. We make sure they understand it, you know, A to Z and can help anyone no matter what. But again, it's like, you're you. We don't want to take that away from you. Give your own special flavor and sauce. Don't lose yeah, that. I love it. Hey, real quick. This podcast is sponsored by Instrumental Products. That's my product studio where I and my small crew, we take new product ideas from concept to launched. I'm a full stack product designer and developer, and I love collaborating with fellow founders, creators, and SaaS companies to bring that spark of energy into new product ideas. Think of instrumental products as your shortcut to shipping that next idea and getting it into the hands of your customers as efficiently as possible. Got something to ship? Let's talk. Visit instrumentalproducts.com to learn more. 
let's go back. I mean, what what have you learned over the years? What what changed? What were some of like the big like aha moments or like if you think of like milestone events in terms of like we were doing it this way and then we changed and and it sort of clicked after that. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, starting from the early on, I mean, when I first started, you know, we were charging, you know, $75 for six weeks and that was it, right? It was a six week program, uh, 75 bucks. I mean, and, you know, I always believe that you have to, um, you know, you, like, I think a lot of people just sometimes charge a lot just for the sake of charging a lot because they think it signals quality, but very quickly, if that quality is not there, then it, you know, it doesn't yeah. work, right? So started $75 six week program. Quickly, we realized and really it was based on just client feedback, like, hey, I want more of this. I don't want to just stop after six weeks. So we turned it, I turned it into a monthly membership. So we changed it from six weeks to four weeks. That was a big turning stone in terms turning point in terms of, you know, making it a monthly membership program. And then, you know, I think the biggest thing for me was I realized I was the biggest bottleneck in the business. You know, that was that was the next thing. It was like, because again, I was so obsessed with quality and I wanted people to have a certain experience with coaching. Um, but I also realized I was burning out. Like it just, this, it was not sustainable. Yeah. I, I know that like, um, especially for coaches, if, if you're a, if you're a professional coach of, of any kind, going from you being the coach to you hiring other coaches to deliver your service, that's a huge step like that going, going like from one to two. Right. So like, what, what did that look like? When did it actually happen? Like, when did you hire the first coach or I guess a separate point would have probably been like when you phased yourself out of coaching, right? Or do you still do it? I don't know. I still do some coaching and it's been a big transition because I love coaching. I love being a practitioner. I love helping people. You know, I come from a family my mom was a teacher. My aunt was a teacher. My grandma was a teacher. You know, I consider myself a teacher at heart. I've learned to love coaching coaches though, because it, it, it does become a question of like, you know, if I want to serve more people, which I do, if I want to help more people, which I do, I need I needed to let go. But I've always also been patient in that I always wanted to hire the right people. So I didn't bring on our first coach. We tried it within year two. And then like, I still was kind of like hanging on, like I still wasn't fully trusting the coach. And that was 100% my fault because we didn't have the systems in place. Right, the training wasn't where it needed to be, um, and then a few years later, we brought on who's now our head coach, Haley, and she's incredible, and she's been at it ever since. But it wasn't until I had that full confidence, um, you know. And I, I often talk about like, you know, I think there's self sabotage, right? And and I think my definition of self sabotage is when you fear the very thing you say you want, right? <clears throat> Excuse me, when you fear the very thing you say you want, right? So back then. I would have said, oh, I want to, you know, grow our business and I want to serve more people and help a lot of people. But on some level, I think every small business owner feels like they have the weight of the world on their shoulders. They feel like they have very little free time. And I knew subconsciously, I didn't realize it at that time, that if we grew, I would have even less free time, right? So there was always this like push-pull, this push-pull, right? And this happens with weight loss a lot too, right? There's people say, I want to lose weight. I want to get healthy. But on another level, they feel like, well, if they do that, they're not going to be able to enjoy their favorite food or they're going to have to exercise for yeah. hours a day. So that inner conflict is always this like, you know, pressing on the gas and pressing on the brake. Um, and until you, you know, correct that and, and rectify that and, and kind of go through that exercise of actually realizing what is actually true and what's not, what's a story, 
Um, there's a lot of sabotage. There's a lot of kind of, you know, going a little forward than going you know, backwards. So I guess just to just to get back to like the health side of things, like for, for me, it, one of the most amazing things for me recently has been like, I don't know what's happened, but like I can go to a restaurant and I actually get psyched about ordering a salad. Like I, like just a few months ago, it's like I don't know how I can go to a restaurant and not or, order a burger, and it's it's incredible. Like after at at first it's hard, and then it's like oh this is this is actually pretty routine, and now it now it's like my go to. Um, and I, I, I think that's the case with so many things. It's like, it's, it's uncomfortable at first you do it a bunch of times, it becomes regular. And then you start to really like it, you know, totally. And, you know, I often remind clients of this, you know, all, like, it's like, what's easy now was once hard and was what's hard now will soon be easy yeah. if you stick with it. And the key is practice, right? I think the word habit gets used incorrectly like a lot of people say they fall out of the habit you don't fall out of the habit of yep. brushing your teeth right the thing is you have to practice it enough and practice is uncomfortable or at least the right type of practice is uncomfortable right if you're just practicing you know let's say you're playing a sport basketball and you're just practicing layups all day that's easy but if you're practicing hard moves it's going to feel weird it's going to feel uncomfortable and you do that enough eventually it feels easier it becomes a routine and then if you stick with the routine enough then yep. it becomes a habit and you've clearly gotten to that point where you know, it seems like it, yeah. it's habitual. But you know, thing. like in business, uh, and I see this again and again, I've seen it myself and I hear it from friends all the time, is that like, as it grows, it actually gets harder, not easier. Yeah, I mean, can you speak to that a bit? Like what, what, what did it actually look like when you went from one to two, but then maybe two to five, two to 10 people? What were some of the growing pains? What did you figure out? Yeah, it definitely does not get easier. It gets harder, it yeah. gets more challenging. It's certainly much easier to manage yourself versus other people. Um, I mean, in terms of what it looked like, I think it's just more about, uh, you know, who you become to, to manage those people to, you know, to work with other people. But I think it's also just a lot of trust and faith. And, and I think if you, I, I really believe if you hire, you know, it sounds so cliche, but like if you hire great people, then you don't necessarily need to manage them, right? You need to, you know, obviously have guardrails and, and kind of things in place. But like, you don't need to ma manage people, like micromanage people if you really believe in what they're doing and, yep. and trust them. Sure. Um, but for me, it was more just like, you know, I think any worthwhile journey in life has what I call FDR, fear, discomfort, doubt, and resistance. And perhaps we all teach what we need to learn. And I'm in the business of helping people change. Yet, whenever it comes time for me to change, I always feel a lot of resistance, right? But I think the one thing I can do is I can, I can name it. Right. And if you can name it, you can tame it. And it's like, there are times even in, in business where I'm like, I feel a lot of resistance right now. I'll call it out. I'll talk about it with my team. And that's the way I felt truly. It was like one person to two people was like, Oh my God, like I just feel this like pit in my stomach and you just get used to that. And you have to trust that what you have in place will work. And it's just different levels of resistance. And you look at prior evidence to say, all right, we got to this point. I trust that we yeah. can get to that point. Yeah, totally. What is your, like, what does your day or week look like now? Like how, how much time are you putting into the business? What's your routine? What, what, and also like, where are the areas of the business where you are still like pretty heavily involved, um, day to day? Yeah. So, I mean, I think, um, you know, back in the day when I, it was just me, I was, I was basically doing all coaching. Right. And, um, I always believe that if you coach well enough, 
and you get people amazing results, then they will, you know, share it with their friends and family. Now, I'm, I mean, this is what I do, right? So besides my family, this is what I live for. So I'm, I work a lot, um, but I don't really consider yeah. it work because I love it. Um, this is more than a business for me. This is a very, I'm very mission driven. This is my life's work. I'll be doing this until the day I die, um, hopefully. So, you know, if I'm not with my kids, if I'm not with friends, if I'm not exercising, I'm, I'm basically working. And like what does that what does that look um, so like? What does work think, actually look like? I'm I'm the same way too. I, I feel like I, I work well above forty hours a week, but it's like I could I could sit around and do nothing or I can work on my, my most favorite hobby, which is working on my business. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. So, you know, the way I spend my time is I'm in my inbox a lot. So, you know, I like we have, you know, someone helping me, but like I I love hearing from clients, right? So I respond to emails like I'm in my inbox, I'm doing, uh, you know, if people have questions about the program, I'm the one that does those phone calls. Because um, I love talking with, you know, people about the program. I love hearing about what where they're at and seeing if we can help. Um, talking with my team, so our executive team. And then, you know, also our coaches, right? So when they have any concerns, issues, et cetera, about clients, if I can help them, then we'll talk about that. So I guess it's just a combination of, you know, if I'm not an in email, I'm talking with a client or a prospect, cl a prospective client. Um, if I'm not talking with a client, then I might be talking with the team. So it's, I would say it's just yeah. juggling those things. What's uh, so you know, we're recording this in no early November 2023. What's happening right now in the business? What what are you what are you guys working on? Any, any like big initiatives or projects as you get into like the turn of the year? Yeah. So one thing we're launching, uh, which is super exciting because it's the first time we've launched a new plan in 16 years, actually, is, you know, we have a plan where you get daily accountability. So each day you're sharing what you ate in our app and then your mm -hmm. coach is writing back to you. And then we have a plan where in addition to the written feedback, you're also getting daily scheduled phone calls. Um, and for years, people have always asked, like, is there something in the middle? I don't necessarily need or want daily phone calls. So we're launching a plan where uh, there will be three phone calls oh, wow. a week. And we're super excited about that because, you know, we've always had two plans. It's never been more than that. We've tried to keep it as simple as possible. Um, but some people really want the three phone calls. So we're offering that, um, you know, we're really committed to, uh, you know, on average, people gain eight to 12 pounds in the next few mm -hmm. months. I was going to say, like, so January we really must wanna, be a big, we big time for you guys. January is busy. So we're launching now, though, because we really want to help people, um, you know, not gain that weight and, and hit the ground running in January and not kind of be starting eight to 12 yeah. pounds heavier wow. than where they are. I mean, I can see that really working too. It, it, a daily phone call. I, I I can see how a lot of people find that helpful and, and valuable for me. Like once a week is, is the most that I can commit to any sort of live call. Cause I'm all about asynchronous interaction with, uh, with, with folks. Yes. That's awesome. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think like what, what else is like on the horizon? Like where actually what, I want to ask you about your customers. So are they, what is the mix of, of target customers? Like I'm only, I'm friends with a, a few people in the, in the tech SaaS world who are, who are customers. Um, uh, is, is that still like a niche for you or, or are we just in this little pocket, but you, you have this larger ocean that you go after? That's definitely, you know, I mean, we have a lot of tech people as clients. Um, you know, we have, you know, the tricky part is we have clients mm -hmm. from all walks of life, truly. And we have a lot of tech people. We have athletes. We have moms. We have dads. We have people in their 70s and 80s. We have people in their 20s. Like, you know, it really is 
all over all all you know all walks of life. But I think the common denominator is the people who sign up for our program realize they need yeah. help staying consistent. Right? That's they've come to that point where you know even though they think they should be able to do it, even though they feel like they know everything what to do, they realize and know that knowing what to do and actually doing is very different. And they know they need help staying consistent. And they want that help and that and like, they want that attention. Like, like, so, you know, like, like job to be done, if you will, of, of the service. Is it, 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 it sounds like it's, it, it must be like kind of a wide range, right? Like there's someone like me who just wants to sort of stay healthy as I, as I get into my forties and play with my kids and, and be general, general and work, ha like have a better mindset about work and everything. There's the young person who wants to go, go on spring break there. There's the athlete who wants to perform better. Like how, how do you think about like the the use case for for your customers it must be pretty different yeah and you know i think that's where it's like depending on the client you know we have the right coach for them um but you know ultimately what we're really good at is wherever you want to go we can give you the roadmap to get there but we also know the roadmap is yeah. only a small part of it right and the the, the real part of it is doing yeah. that work day in and day out right and that's that's Love what it. we specialize in you know, and it really comes down to having a plan that's catered to really changing what we call your MPH, your mindset, psychology, and habits, and then holding you accountable. But yet, you know, depending on where the client is, where they want to go, you know, that's, you know, obviously that we, we yeah, have to cater sure. the plan to that. Well, uh, Adam, it's a super impressive business. I can't believe you've been running it this long. I had no idea. I thought it was only like a few years in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> incredible. You know, that's funny. Yeah, I, so, I appreciate uh, my body it tutor.com. We'll get everything all linked up in the show notes here. Uh, but yeah, great to connect with you. Thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on. All right. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. That does it for today's episode of Open Threads. What'd you think? Let me know on Twitter or X. I'm at CastJam. And you can find the full videos for all episodes of Open Threads on the YouTube channel for this podcast. That's youtube.com slash open threads. One more thing. I'd really appreciate if you'd give this podcast a five-star review on iTunes. That helps a lot. Thanks for listening. I'll see you on the next one.